and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're updating you on some of the many commitments we've made during past episodes of this podcast. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good, too. I'm ready for fall. Yeah. And it's 90 degrees outside, oh. over 90 degrees. Oh, my gosh. So I'm a little sad about that. I'm dressed for fall, unfortunately. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at the weather forecast this morning. You just assumed it's and September. It, well, it was it was cool over the week. It was cool yesterday. Uh, yeah. It was fall yesterday. Yeah. So I got dressed to go to a meeting and noticed I was dressed completely differently <laughs> from everybody else. And then I haven't managed to change my clothes oh. yet. <laughs> it's ridiculous oh my god well but it's probably not too warm in your house well probably i don't like air conditioning so you probably would be more comfortable if you were not (laughs) dressed in your fall clothes maybe and if if the if i could turn the fan on in my office like i usually do but i can't because it's now a podcast oh right at this moment (laughs) anyway it's all good well yes i feel compelled to report on a weather event here in portland Uh yesterday we had a tornado warning Oh, my God. When I saw on your Facebook update the screenshot of the tornado warning, I freaked out on your behalf. Because <laughs> I know we've talked about how they freak you out. Of course, they freak everybody right. out. Was, did anything happen? Did you go to the basement? Um, we didn't go to the basement because um, it was much further west than us. Um, oh, okay. But it just was shot. You know, it popped up on my phone like this big alert. And uh, I was sort of surprised. And, and I had a... Um, friend visiting us for dinner who's from the um, uh, who has lived in the Midwest and she was like wait are there tornado sirens here will they sound the sirens I'm like no (laughs) yeah I was gonna say you don't have we don't have sirens because we don't have tornadoes except for we already had Uh. one this year in Portland, this is the second one. There, there ended up. There was a funnel cloud, but there was nothing that touched down, um, in you know, at a speed or or formation that was counted as a tornado. So, um, that last yeah, night last night. No, last the last night. time it was oh it was whatever gosh. the. I don't know how tornadoes are are um graded but it yeah categorized Mm -hmm. but it was like the lowest level that counts as a tornado that touched down in northeast portland and 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 it didn't um severely damage anything like it didn't tear houses apart or blow off doors or windows or anything it it Uh took down a few chimneys and and a lot of trees but um no further damage than that but luckily there was there was no actual tornado last night but two tornadic events this year that's not in a place that doesn't have tornadoes (laughs) right yeah 
I, it makes me realize how we rely on their tornado sirens. Like that's, I mean, if if there's a tornado siren goes off, if it goes off, we can hear it and we go to the basement. Period. Right. Not everybody does, but um, if just my phone goes off, I'm not as you know. Then I look at the forecast more. But yeah, oh Shannon, that is it's very exciting. I'm glad it was uneventful yes. for you personally. Me too. Me too. Um, so. Well, it's interesting that you have, you're have you updating something that we talked about in a past episode. It's so true. Huh. Thank you, Weather. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it fits right into what, we're, what our plan is for this Yeah, because we have this habit of saying that we're going to try different things or do things differently or um, create new habits or you know make commitments in some way or another on episodes and we thought that people might be interested to know on how we're doing on some of those things we're interested i'm interested in how how i'm doing on these things (laughs) it was nice to sort of try to take stock yeah um yeah well well i think we have to make one commitment from the get-go which is to um start a note that has a list of the things that we commit to doing so that we so when we make a commitment we put it in the yes note. yes then we, it'll make updates easier. yes it'll make updates easier and, and also tracking what we say we're going to do because we both have the same problem as soon as we um publish the episode well pretty much as soon as we record publish. it <laughs> it's out of our heads and then it's back in our heads when we edit it and publish it, and then it's back out of our heads again. Right, exactly. So it will be very, it will, I think we'll be setting ourselves up for success by keeping track of these things because they're sincere. Elite, I, I, we're both being very sincere when we say, oh, that's a great <laughs> I idea. I like how you said I'm at least, you started to say, at least I am. <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I just say it because I don't really care. so where the reason i was going to say that was because i am the one who tends to make (laughs) because you're the ones who who are you're the one who's giving me flashing bits of insight constantly (laughs) so i didn't want anyway yeah i wasn't suggesting you don't you don't keep your commitments (laughs) oh well maybe make it we'll we'll see what the record shows (laughs) (laughs) yeah let the record show but yeah i think there as i was starting to say we are sincere when we make these commitments because they're always great ideas and we just forget (laughs) so it will be really nice to have a note in our evernote notebook reminding i think so so if nothing else comes out of this episode that which that, that's all we're already ahead of the game. right well i mean that's like pretty much it we don't need to do anything else that's call right. it a wrap thanks folks <laughs> for listening. yeah no everybody's <laughs> dying to know about your knitting janine oh i'm sure right so i now i didn't go back and listen to the episode but it was fairly recently so very uh so i remember that i said that i would put away all the many, many knitting needles that I found amongst all my many works in progress. I think I said I would do that tomorrow, and I didn't. But I did do it, you know, Mm -hmm. sometime between then and now, a a few weeks ago. And that felt great. I have so many knitting needles at my disposal. Oh, that's nice. And yes, and I, um, as as was um, suggested by this book that I read prior to my big knitting decluttering 
extravaganza, um, I started a new project that she called a palate cleanser. Um, so I didn't have to go back to my old projects right away. And I'm working on that. I'm like, mm, I'm going to say a foot. It's a cowl. That's funny. I make fingerless gloves and cowls. That's all I <laughs> um, anymore. <laughs> Hats occasionally. It, I've got about a foot of it done and I'm liking it. And it's made from leftover yarn from another project. And the other project was this other cowl that was the one oh, that I talked about in the episode. Yeah. That needed to be f- That was top of my finished. list. Needed just a little bit finished. I just had to sew up a little bit, but it seemed like I had done it wrong because it was coming out tall instead of long. Yeah. If that makes any yeah. sense. It's clearly something went awry. But I decided that rather than try to figure that out because it was hurting my brain in the 30 seconds that I had, <laughs> I would just finish it and see how it went. So um, I'm going to be completely honest and share that I didn't finish it until today because I knew we were <laughs> recording this episode today. <laughs> so, and it literally took 20 minutes to finish because all I had to do was use a three needle bind off and about eight inches. It was actually longer than I thought of unbound, of unbound off yarn, uh, stitches. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love oh, it. Yay. I think it will be um, a really great thing in the winter. As I told you before we started recording, I tried it on today when I'm already hot. Oh, so, <laughs> so I didn't appreciate it that no. much. But it's cute. It's super and cute. Even though it's not what I expected. Yeah. And it's double, it's double, um, double layered. Oh, like. It's a big tube. Oh, yeah. That's got two. That, uh, um, why am I having trouble with this? Oh, so it's like two um, layers of knitting instead of a single layer of knitting. So it's like a tube that's exactly. stitched together. Yes. So it's like a tube so, that's a tube. Yes. <laughs> a tubular tube. <laughs> so when I do wear it, it will be very warm. Oh, nice. And, it, it, yeah. and I saw and a picture of it. The colors are great. Thank you. It looks Thank so cute. Much. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll um, uh, I'll enjoy having that, and I now I'm going to have this other cowl that I'm knitting right now that's just from the light gray, dark gray, and then a um, color that was a test color for this that mm-hmm. I didn't use. That's sort of a bright kind of a fuchsia. Um, so I'll have that too, but it's a single layer with some lace in it, so it won't be anywhere near as warm or as big. <laughs> uh, so I'm feeling really great about that, and it felt good to get one of those unfinished projects that I wanted to complete actually completed. I even I even weaved in the one end that was left to weave wow. in. Wow. So um, it's like done done. And um, and the best part is because it's double layered, uh-huh. the end seam that I did today <laughs> wasn't that attractive. It looked like my dog's spade. Is oh, God. <laughs> um, so I, uh, but I could just put it on the inside. Oh, yeah. So it's totally invisible. Yeah. That's awesome. That was nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that rejuvenation I had from, in the, from um, and by the way, this was, we talked about this in episode 65, restarting. You know, I felt rejuvenated by this whole process of decluttering my works in progress and letting go of a bunch of them and reassessing the other ones. It's, it felt really great to get that finished, and it feels really great to be starting on something new. Oh, that's great. 
Good. Well, and that reminds me from that episode I talked about my t-shirt drawer, my (laughs) ever Uh present ubiquitous t-shirt drawer. Um, Uh And I just wanted to report that uh, I acquired a fair number of t-shirts in the um, recent past. And I have stuck with my plan of, you know, putting them in rows and put once I wear them, I put them in the back so that the ones that I haven't worn yet come to the front and I'm doing Uh that. And then I also, um, when I got new t-shirts, I got rid of old shirts. So the, the, um, they don't, aren't more crammed in. There's plenty of space for the t-shirts that I have. So you still you still have a happy T-shirt drawer. I do, even though you've acquired some new ones. Yes, that's excellent. Yeah. That makes me happy. Makes me happy too. Yeah. So much easier to get dressed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, should we move on to another? Yeah, one? I bet we have. I have one that I'm less. I can report less success. Oh, what's that? Um. Well, I have two, but one is uh, in the episode 60, The Problem with Labels, I talked about how I was going to try to be more handy. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. And I was going to try to fix my bathtub. Uh-huh. And I called the, I sh- uh, it was my shower kit. I called the place and they sent, they told me to um, do something and... I had a little difficulty with it, and I consulted my husband. And, and anyway, he ended up doing it. <laughs> so I became, I got the job done. Which <laughs> I got it started. I think it totally counts. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> because it at was. At least uh, my shower's working properly. Yeah. Well, it, it counts for um, episode 63 on tolerations. Well, there you go. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Yeah. Um, and, and it was nice that Barry was willing to uh, deal with it. Um, and, yeah, it all worked out. But I have not yet. I, You know, we laughed about the prospect of my signing up for a community college class yeah. on using tools or whatever. Right. Or be, and then you said, yeah, you could watch YouTube. And I'm like, of course I could do that. And then you start sending me links to community college classes I could take in St. Louis so now that's what I want to do but I haven't signed up for any because at the time it was too early if if I had been able to sign up that day but registration wasn't yet open I would have probably and then I lost my fire oh well maybe this can be a prompt to um get you to sign up again if that's something that you still want to do because I think that's also important to keep in mind with these sort of things is that you know, you can change your mind. Things can change, and maybe it's not as important as it once was. Like, maybe you don't have to think of yourself as handy to still be able to get things done around the house. Mm, Interesting. You know, because that's really the Um, problem, right, is that you feel like you aren't able to do the things that you want to do around the house. Yeah, although I would love to be able to do be confident in doing stuff mm-hmm. for clients as well it's like some of my team members mm-hmm. do i just rely on them and it doesn't really matter but it would be nice to be the person who's like oh yeah no problem um so i do think i am interested whether i if it's youtube or a community college class i kind of really 
think I want to take the class. So guess what? I just added it to the commitment. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, and I loved that they actually had a class. Like you said, you wanted to take a class on power tools. And I thought like, what would that even be? And then I felt compelled to look and I found this, whatever the St. Louis Community College is called, I can't remember. And um, uh-huh. they actually have a class on power tools. Right, right. And it might be one of those classes where I, like, I love it when I'm the youngest person in the room. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be in this one, though, actually. That's why I pursue things like knitting and genealogy. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring the median da- age down. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy doing that. It's getting harder and harder. <laughs> uh, so I remember from that episode, The Problem with Labels, that your, your, your commitment to letting go of the label of being someone with a bad memory. Am I remembering that correctly? <laughs> uh, yes, actually, you uh, are. Yeah. And, it's, and how- it's interesting because, I mean, we sort of started out this whole episode talking about our bad memories and I think Mm. the thing about it is feeling bad about my memory and um sort of the problem I'm thinking about it now because it's like it's true sometimes I don't have a good memory and sometimes I have a great memory and I think the problem is um worrying about my memory does that make sense or yeah, or feeling bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Feeling like somehow having a, le- a worse memory than you had 20 years ago or whatever makes you a bad, a lesser person or whatever. Right. Yeah, so I agree. I think actually that's a really, really good point. Yeah, you, our memories are not what they were when we were young. I, I, when you were in your 20s, Shannon, did you have an amazing memory? Oh, phenomenal. Me too. I was like, I was unbelievable. I didn't oh. understand how anyone could not remember someone that they had met or something they had read. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, so how could that even be? You you met them. How could you not remember? Right. And now <laughs> I see people that I went to high school with and that I recognize their name, but I swear I've never seen them before in my life. Right. Like, I. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I was listening to remember when I used to do those um, the explore and play calls where I do the coaching calls every month I was re-listening to one and I was telling this story about someone who threw their own surprise party For they oh, threw wow. themselves a surprise party like they how can that be a surprise well they did everything and it, you know, obviously it wasn't a surprise, but they told their friends, they invited their friends to a surprise party. They told them what time they had to be there. They told them that they had to park around the block. And I'm like telling this whole story, which like, that's a story you think you'd remember. I have no recollection yeah. of hearing that story before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it, were you telling a story that you lived through? No, I was. Well, yeah, I was. You didn't go to. Did you? I go didn't. To no, I did not go to it. I, someone just told okay. me that this had happened, yeah. and right. it That's and amazing. and because I have no recollection, I don't know if the person who told me was the person who threw themselves a surprise party or they attended the surprise party. Right. Right. But. <laughs> Like and that seems like something you'd really remember, but I it really does. I do not 
remember that at all. All right. So if we recognize that having a less great memory than we had 30 or 40 years ago, is that right? 30 or 40? Yeah, uh, 30, whatever. Um, it doesn't make us a bad person. And then we can focus on accommodating our memory. Right. right? Right. I think yeah. that's and the important a, thing okay to remember. Our memory's not as good. Yeah. Yeah. And also um, to, you know, I just, when I see someone and I don't remember their name, I just, I've taken to just saying, hey, can you remind me of your name? Oh, that's beautiful. And then they do. And I said, I'm, sh and I always say, you know, I'm Shannon. Can you remind me your name? And, um, and they don't mind, no. right? Nobody minds. Yeah. My dad, you know, he's going to be 89 next week. This week. Shoot. Anyway, <laughs> uh -oh. sorry. Uh, he's going to be, uh, yeah, he's going to be 89 this week. He's, he, he on a daily basis, people greet, come up to him and greet him. And he, is, he says to me, I've never seen that person. <laughs> and I, and, and they come up and talk to him, call him by name. And I always say, just say, hey, uh, remind me of your name. I suggest that he does. Then he's embarrassed. I'm like, you're 89. Yeah. No one is going to blame you for not remembering your yeah. name. Um, I'm going to tell him that you do that. Maybe that will help. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what, um, uh, and I and I still feel fine about, you know, making jokes about my memory. Um, mm -hmm. But feeling less anxious about it, I think, is, is what's come out of that. Right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, one of the other things we both committed to was asking for help in episode 17. Did I commit to that? I think we... I'm not sure. I, I think we both committed to trying to ask for help more frequently. Yeah, I think... Now I take it back, I think. <laughs> Yeah, obviously I didn't do very well with that <laughs> since I don't even remember committing to it. I do remember your husband, Mike, awe, uh, inspiring awe in me yes. about how he asks for help. Um, so how about you? Have you have you been living up to that commitment? Um, not obviously, uh, not 100% of the time, but there have been plenty of times where I've decided to ask for help and it really worked out for me. Um, one th thing that comes to mind was um, on the Alaska cruise that we were just on recently, and I needed to um, I needed to e edit an episode, and the they have these crazy internet packages where and the internet package I had um, blocked it because they considered the um, the website that we use to record and edit the episodes, um, they blocked it because it was categorized as streaming and I didn't pay twice as much for my <laughs> internet to um, be able to stream. And so I decided to go to the iLounge where there was you know, so a staff person and ask for help. And I asked for help and he set me up on the ship's internet not even the high you know uh, passenger internet but the ship's internet the um, staff internet so that i could finish my project and um 
and then I was able to get it done super quickly and it was great. I was so happy I'd asked for help. And what was funny oh, is yeah. that Mike had asked previously, but he asked a different question and they said, oh no, you know, that's, you just have what you have. And, and then I went in and, and literally asked for help. And I said, I'm having this problem. Can you help me? <laughs> and wow. that's how I got the help. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. And was Mike, was Mike very proud of you? He was very proud of me. I bet he yeah. was. He probably thought, ah, oh, my asking for help protege. Yes. Ah, oh, grasshopper. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. So. That's good. Well, I had a um, hearkening back to episode 53, Preventing Overwhelm. It wasn't that I committed to something so much as I practiced what I was talking about mm-hmm. in that episode. We were talking in the episode about um, one way to, to stop from becoming overwhelmed is to take on fewer commitments. Right. And we remember we talked about saying no and um, so forth, which I consider myself pretty good yeah. at in general. So you helped me uh, practice that. <laughs> I when was did. This? Over the weekend, was it? Or was it Friday? It was recently. Yeah, it was recently. Um, when you invited me to consider participating in a workshop that you're doing in Phoenix. Yes. Right? Am I getting Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and so it was in October, no, October, uh, March, right. I think. Yes. Right after when I'll be speaking in Salt Lake City uh, at Roots Tech, which is a big old genealogy Huge conference. genealogy and conference. Yeah, so it's like a big, like, I've spoken there before, but I had a co-presenter, and now that I'm solo doing it, it's scarier. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So I thought, oh, man, if I say yes to this, which sounds very appealing, um, will, um, will I be able to give it my full attention and not get overwhelmed and so forth? And so I, 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 let, you, I let you off the hook, <laughs> you, or let myself off the yeah, hook. Yeah, you let yourself off the hook. You, and, and, the, and I have to say, being on the receiving end of your no, it was a really pleasant no. Oh, and also, um, you know, totally and obviously left the door open that if things change, then we can change things. Um, but, you know, I think it's just such a great example of, of how to say no. And you just cited your commitment and your concern and and said, you know, so this is the decision I'm going to make. And it was just it was I was really happy that you um did that instead of agreeing to do it and then felt stressed by it or did wasn't able to give it the time that it needs or you know whatever end up canceling later right right yeah which sometimes happens well yeah i i I credit the podcast for that honestly i mean i do think that thinking about these things like we do have been doing for the last 15 months um really is helpful and it wasn't easy it didn't i didn't agonize over the phraseology at all it was just completely honest i i i gave some attention to my feelings about the decision mm-hmm. but it was all happened very quickly and so that we're not being cryptic perhaps why don't you explain a little bit about the workshop it's not like we're trying to well there's 
but I'm, yeah, we're not trying to be mysterious, but um, it's just the, the very, very early um, talks about it. But I have um, a very good friend in Phoenix who is an amazing writer and teacher and um, well, actually two of them, and they teach a lot of classes and workshops together. And I'm going to be heading to Phoenix um, to for another reason. And so I, they uh, suggested that we do um, like maybe a day of workshops, sort of like a day-long retreat or something. So it's all very vague right now, but I will be in Phoenix sometime in the middle of March. Um, to talk about getting to good enough in your writing and creativity practices. So, um, of course, we'll uh, share details as we as the event comes together. But, you know, if that's something you're interested in, maybe pencil in your, on your calendar. Yeah, and, and your friends are so, f- or the friend that I know, uh, whom I know, is so delightful that it's, it's very hard to say no yeah. to that <laughs> so i'm sure it'll be great yeah so i'm looking forward to that but and and i'll share more as we as we sort of figure things out yeah oh yeah absolutely uh, be fun wouldn't it be fun to meet more podcast listeners? oh my gosh it would be i've had the great good fortune of meeting a couple at various conferences i go to but um uh, just, just, own, um, you know, because they happen to right. be there. Um, and they yeah, happen cool. to say hi to you and tell you that they're listeners. Oh, right. Otherwise, I don't know who listens to the <laughs> podcast particularly unless yeah. they tell me. So I think yeah. that's a good thing to point out because, you know, if you do listen to the podcast and you happen to um, see us, you know, at whatever, we would love to know that you're a listener. It's super fun to to meet our listeners in person. I think we both really enjoy Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, we're just zipping through the commitments. I know. We're doing pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. I see, I, I can think, I, I, I want to ask you about your genealogy. Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, we ended up skipping over that. And um, I made the commitment I can't remember exactly because this was a while ago it was episode 20 um so that's oh my gosh that's more than a year ago right am I doing my math right because this is episode 70 it's almost a year ago yeah I was on my way to Walla Walla so I'm thinking it was that September trip but it could be wrong no I think that's right Uh, when we sat down, yeah, which makes it a year ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what I did do was I um, bought archival uh, file boxes, just small ones, you know, that are like six inches wide or so. And I bought archival tissue paper and and I sorted and archival file folders. And I sorted everything into the four branches of my family you know one for each grandparent and i just put everything in a file folder um and put just used um post-it notes for labels on the file folders and just stuck them stuck the things in the right 
file box for the Wright family. And didn't file them within. I mean, just I just you put each paper. I yeah. each paper I put in its own file. Or what I did actually was I I had um, if there if I had multiple papers that were the same sort of thing, then um, I just put a sheet of tissue paper in between them and put them in one file folder. Like I have a lot of mm -hmm. like deed documents for one side of the family. The um, the whites who came out who were um, pioneers that settled in Oregon before it was a state. And I have a lot of deed documents for that. So I put those together in a folder separated by archival tissue paper. Um, and then, and, and I made one um, for photos because I just had these boxes of things. And I, and so I just went through the boxes and, and did that. And I was really happy with what I did. Um, and then my next step was to go through the documents and enter the information into my genealogy program. And that's where I got um, uh, stalled. But I did get all the documents ah. in the into the file boxes so they're stored safely safely that was your big concern, that was my big right? concern that you wanted to be a good caretaker of these precious documents. yeah so that's amazing and wonderful yeah and now whenever it is that you're ready to get back to your genealogy yeah. research and go have the pleasure of reading those deeds well and actually i take that <laughs> back i did deal with a couple of them like there were some um, personal letters and I transcribed them I I copied them um, transcribed them and created a file that contains both like a PDF that contains both the transcription and images of the original letters and mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, I entered that information into my genealogy program and then i also shared those documents on ancestry um so that you know my my distant relatives who are you know also descendants of these people could see them and um a number of people were happy to see those documents you know like it's sort of crazy to see your great great grandfather's handwriting <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, that's really nice. I was going to ask if you shared them after having gone to that trouble. That is so great. Yeah, and I... Yeah, so, so good. Yeah, and oh, I totally forgot. I'm, I might have said this before, but there was one letter I had that was a little confusing because it referred to um, this person's mother-in-law but in sort of a derogatory way and indicating that there was a lawsuit between them. And then I got contacted by someone, not on Ancestry, but through another um, genealogy site who was asking me about one of these ancestors. And it turned out that this mother-in-law was the second wife that I didn't know about and she well that's yeah good. and she was in fact in a lawsuit with this son who was like my great who's my great uncle I mean my great great uncle and um so between what this woman knew and what I knew we were able to put a lot of information together and I shared this letter with her which 
you know, corroborated what she knew about the lawsuit. And then she shared information that um, shed a lot of light on, you know, what was in this letter that made no sense to me. So um, Mm -hmm. it was very fun to be able to share that, that letter. And I created a document like that where there was a, it was an image of the letter and then a transcription of the letter. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. So, cool. Um, and that stuff is safe, and when you're ready to dig into it, it's that's there. That's right. It's like you're, it's on the launching pad. Yep. So you don't have to do anything but pick a folder. Right. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. It, does, it does feel good to have it, to, to know that it's, it's not being harmed the way it's stored mm-hmm. right now. That's good. And I feel like I also have to share that I've talked a lot about morning routines and exercise. And and I have to say, you know, I've talked about it on a lot of different episodes. That's still something that I'm struggling with again. No, the, oh, isn't that interesting? That waxing and waning thing is so interesting. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just human nature, I guess. Right. So where do things stand right now? Well, I um, had sort of separately from this episode because, uh, to be honest, I thought we were recording this episode next week. (laughs) So so I, um, but sort of separate from that, I got back to... um, the night yes last night i decided you know what i was going to do this morning and um and i created a habit tracker in my bullet journal um and it is and i think it will be easier to do because i do have this solid habit of cartooning going um Mm -hmm. but i i did have like the tiniest of my more I did the tiniest version of my morning routine this morning and I feel good about doing that and I think that's sort of what's going to be key for me is that um to have sort of like what's the least I can do that counts and then what's sort of the optimal version right knowing that yeah I mean that's great and knowing what you need to do, the minimum, to check it off and feel good about yeah. it. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. So. Huh. Yeah. Well, you'll be back to, I mean, at some point, you'll be reporting this beautiful morning routine that's ingrained again. Right. And then you'll fall off of it again. Yeah. Well, and as we're talking, it makes it's me like think that, you know, what really helped me get that solidified to begin with was using that morning routine journal. So maybe I need to go back to that, that that would help me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Is it dated? Uh, is it a date? It is not dated. Good. So great. Um, I think I can pick it up and and rejuvenate the habit, which would feel great. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else you can I'd think like, of to update? No, I feel like we've gone on long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably more than anyone wants to know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe. Hopefully not, but I wouldn't be surprised. If you're still listening, thank you. (laughs) And if we missed something, say you listened to an episode recently where we said we were going to do something and you're curious whether or not we have 
please drop us a line at hello at goodie Gooding, why do I always say that? <laughs> getting to good enough.com, not gooding to get enough. Um, yeah, hello at getting to good enough.com or leave a um, comment on the show notes uh, at getting to good enough.com or uh, contact us through social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at getting to good enough. And we are on Twitter at GTG Enough. Uh, but for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I always get all fired up after we do an episode and 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 i want to get started on things right now but i have to wait till tomorrow for my morning routine <laughs> well you could get out your morning routine journal or whatever that book's called oh yeah right <laughs> Try to scratch that in. yeah <laughs> <laughs>